you, church. Come on, let's get ready to worship.
We're here to worship the King of Kings. We're here to worship the uncreated one. We're here to worship God himself. We're here to we're here to worship the one who breathed life into you this morning, who breathed breath into you this morning. We're here to worship because of who he is and for who he is alone. And so there is uh, there is just a, a spirit of heaviness over this place this morning, and I'm just encouraging you, come on, come on, shake it off, shake it off, lift your hands, move your feet, do something you haven't done. There, there, is, a, there is a principle within worship where uh, when you do something in the natural, it breaks off things in the spiritual, but just come on, let's together as a body of believers, let's together press through, lift our hands, shout to the Lord, do something we haven't done. Let's lift up that praise and let's break through in worship this morning because it's him that we need. It's more of his presence that we need. We don't need better songs. We don't need better preaching. Those things help, but what we need is a heart fully committed to worship so come on with me this morning it doesn't matter if you like the song or not it doesn't matter if it just come on just press through worship lift your hands move your feet do something you haven't done come on let's worship come on we sing
into this because there is such power in that. I felt just in my spirit that some of you, as you started singing those words, I believe in you. seen the breakthrough yet and it's really hard for you to say those words if you're honest with yourself and really worship see worship is it doesn't change God it changes us it changes our hearts so that we can connect more with him and so I want to go back into this because we need to declare this whether you see the miracle or not he is the God of miracles it doesn't change who he is because our experience here on earth doesn't seem to measure up with what we think it should be and so I want in faith you declare this declare it and sing because he is the God of miracles I just want you to sing that
promises. We thank you that you are a God of miracles. You are a God where there is nothing that is impossible. That is who we serve. That is who we serve. That is who we worship. And we give you all honor this morning, God. We give you all of our praise, God, that we can muster up in this earthly body. And we give it to you because we know who you are. And we know that our worship reaches you. But we know that it doesn't change you. It changes us. And it connects with us, God. So we thank you for what you are doing in this worship service, God. We thank you that you are connecting with us. We thank you that you're tearing down lies, that you're tearing down misconceptions of who you are of a, as a great father and a lover of us, God. That you created us so that we would dwell with you. That is who you are. That is who you are. And we thank you that you are a God of miracles, whether we see him here on earth or we'll see him in the heavenly realms. We know who you are. We know who we serve. And no one will ever be able to convince me otherwise. We give you honor, God. We give you all of our worship, God. And we thank you. We thank you that you lift our spirits, that you give us hope. You are the God of hope. It only comes from you. And that our weapon is our worship. It is our, it is our weapon. We thank you for every lie that you broke this morning. We thank you for every spirit that was lifted and encouraged today, God, that's going to continue to be encouraged because your word is, does not come down and not complete what it has been sent to do, and it will accomplish everything. So every word that you've spoken into everyone here, that it will be fulfilled throughout the weeks, throughout the days, throughout the months, and that they will stand and declare that you are God over all and worthy of praise. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good morning, redeeming love. Welcome this morning. Whew. Whew. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do. Thank you that you're changing us from glory to glory, Lord. Came in this morning, you were given an engaged card. This is our way of connecting with you. If you're a first time guest, everyone fills this out, even if you've been coming here, as long as Therese Swoda, who helped start the church, she fills out an engaged card. It's our way of being able to just connect with you. So obviously, just fill out what you're comfortable filling out. On the back, there's a place for prayer and praise requests. We pray for those every single week, and we see miracles and answers to prayer. That is the God that we serve. Um, just one thing on that. If you are updating any information at any point, if you're adding like, uh, let's say your mobile carrier, if you don't check the little box that says updating information, we don't look at it. We just kind of highlight through things that are changed. It's just a lot of engage cards. So if you change anything on your engage card, even if it's your zip code, put that, click that little box so that it lets um, our church administrator know that she needs to look at that engage card and update information. Most people ask why we have mobile carrier. We send out um, texts 
in our engage groups and all that kind of stuff. And if we don't have your mobile carrier, we don't actually have the authority to send you a text. So that's why we have a mobile carrier spot in there. So if you're in an engage group or you're not happening to get um, text from the church, um, we don't send out very much. Usually they're just done through group activities. Um, and you don't have your cell phone carrier in the system, just make sure that you put that down. Um, so that could be why you're not getting text. Uh, oh, let me see here. Also on the back of the card are some places for um, opportunities to serve. Many hands make light work. And um, right now, actually today, we do not have live feed. Um, so if you are good, you actually don't even have to be good on a computer. I'm pretty sure they could teach me how to do it. I'm more of like a button pusher kind of person, but they have training. If there's, if you just like to sit behind computers or interested in helping get live feed up and running um, on the Sundays where we don't have any, we would love for you just sign up for live feed and AV and somebody will reach out to you. I'm gonna call up Lauren at this time. She's got announcement. And while she's doing that, Oh, you've got the baby with you. All right, then I won't make the other announcement. Here we go. Okay, so he won't let anyone else hold him, and I just got peed on by my toddler. So, <laughs> good morning, church. <laughs> okay, so listen, so we have an exciting opportunity. We want to partner with a, um, a company called uh, Care Portal, and they have developed an amazing software that helps... Um, social services meet the needs of foster parents, uh, parents that are trying to keep their kids, parents that have fallen on hard times. And so um, basically what the software does is social services, the care workers there, they hear of a need. Um, you know, um, mother of three, single mother of three kids, house burns down, she's in temporary housing, now she needs a crib, she needs a dresser, she needs clothing for a toddler, all those kind of things. So they plug that into the software, and then the churches that are involved um, can say like, oh, Mary over there has a crib, an extra crib she wants to get rid of. And then that signals to the person that's heading it up, and we coordinate somebody to go deliver the crib, and not only deliver the crib, but to meet with that person, to pray for them, to talk to them, to invite them to church. So it's definitely, um, you know, we're meeting the needs, but we're also meeting an emotional need. And so there's tons of different ways um, to volunteer if you guys are interested. So there's the person that might have stuff. So if you have stuff, or you're good at finding stuff, then we need you for this because there's lots of stuff needed. Um, the other person <laughs> that's needed is we can also donate financially. Um, so if we feel like we need to help someone but nobody has you know, a high chair available, we can purchase that for them. Uh, we need people to go out and deliver. So we definitely need guys that can lift things in case it is like a crib or dresser or something like that. But then we also want somebody to go with them to be able to minister to that person. So somebody just to chat up that person, um, see if they can pray for them, talk to them, those kind of things. Um, and then we need somebody that might want to coordinate the emails between social services. And that's like a, I'm helping from my couch kind of job because all it is is when somebody clicks, yes, I have a crib, then uh, that person will contact social services, get all the, the delivery information and just set up a date. So that one is more of um, less interactive. But anyways, so 
We want to launch Care Portal here at Redeeming Love. We want to get out in the community. It's like we've been talking about this or something recently. <laughs> so um, there, I can give you guys way more information. We'll walk through the software. We'll do all the things. But if you're any bit interested in any of the positions that I talked about. We need lots of people to do it. And like I said, it's as easy as like just watching for things you might have extra of. Um, so write, if you're interested, write Care Portal on the back of your Engage card and um, we will be in touch and we can just, you're not committing to anything. You're not like, you know, committing for the next six months to do this or whatever, but it's just that you're interested and we can chat, okay? Yes, this, come, come on, we want to reach our community. We've been in the midst of our Share Jesus series. What a great way to get in the community. And on that note, I want to highlight our community night, which is going to be coming up July 8th at 6 o'clock here at Redeeming Love. It's an outside event unless it rains, I think, then it'll be inside. Um, we actually have some posters. So if you know of a place that we can put posters up, um, see Zach Beck after the service, and he will get you one of these beautiful posters. Also, when you came in, you were given a packet of little um, invite cards. And um, I think they looked like this. So hand them out. These are for people who, you know what, are uncomfortable coming to church, but they'll come to an outdoor event. My parents got invited, and this is how they got joined in with this church. They got invited to a church event. It wasn't inside the four walls of the church. And that's how they came to know Jesus. That's how I'm here. Okay? So it works. So this is for your unchurched, unsaved friends, those that are, you know, don't necessarily want to walk in the four walls of the church who think like, if I walked in the four walls, they're going to fall down. Say, well, this is outside. So, you know, nature won't fall down when you walk into it. So it's okay. Come have fun. We're going to have Kona ice. We're going to have snacks and food and music. There will be a short message from Pastor Matt, who's going to give um, just the gospel, but it's just a fun night to come out. There'll be games. Okay. So on that, it does take many hands to get this done and there is on the info bar in the back on the chalkboard over there a sign up of some places where we do need all hands on deck to help pull this off just some setup some things like that so please take a look over there see if you can sign up um, if there's something you can do um, to help with that event it is July 8th it is a Saturday night and it's pre-party starts at 6 p.m. so let's all get involved in this and reach our community amen Amen. Right now, if there's a young one next to you, just reach your hand out to them. Lord, we just thank you for all of these beautiful children of God. We thank you that you are sowing into them your spirit. And Lord, I just pray right now that the joy and peace of our Savior Jesus would just flow through Engage Kids today, that they would have incredible encounters with you, and most of all, have lots of fun. We thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. And Pastor Matt, as we shared, is we're in the midst of our um, Sharing Jesus series. He will be wrapping up that message today after these announcements.
Glory to God. Good morning, church. Hey, did you miss me? It's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, I've been here every week, but uh, you guys are so good. Hey, we're going to be wrapping up the Share Jesus series. And so I'm just so excited. Uh, so much, so much, much, much. So many good things are happening. Um, this community outreach event, uh, this wasn't even my idea. And I had nothing to do with it, honestly, other than the, I, I said, yes, we can do that. So praise God. The, the, the body of redeeming love has caught the vision. Uh, we are moving. We are on the move. And we are going places. Uh, I am super, super excited about uh, being part of Care Portal. This is a way just for us to be able to engage culture, guys. This is exactly what it is. We've caught the vision. We're seeing it. We're making it happen. You guys, I, I can't even say it's me. You all you guys, you all, everyone here is making it happen. The body is coming together. It's the unity that's spoken of in Corinthians, in Ephesians. It's that unity that's coming. And I'm telling you what, man, get ready because God's going to do something amazing. We sang about the miracles of God, the miracle work in God. I'm here to tell you today that God is a miracle work in God. And if you're standing in faith for a miracle, I just want to impart faith to you right now. I don't know how it works, but I know that God's given me faith. I have faith. And so right now I just impart faith for everyone who needs a miracle this morning. Faith for everyone who needs a miracle this morning. Faith for everyone who needs a miracle this morning. Take that. Get your miracle from God. He is the God who is and was and is to come. Revelations chapter 1 verse 8 says he is the God who is. It says is first. He is. He's present. He's here right now. He was. He's done things before. And he is to come. He's going to do some things that he's done before again. But he's here right now in the midst of us. Glory to God. Man. Man. Worship. I just want to say a word about worship. Worship is warfare. And we need to... We need to elevate our worship. Uh, I just want to encourage you to elevate your worship. We are a worshiping church. We're never going to let this go. If I don't see you worshiping, hear you worshiping, you're going to hear me encourage you because we have to be a people that worship God. No, we have to be a people that worship God. If there's no options here, guys. There's no options. If you're not going to worship God, then what are we doing? Let's all just go home. We we're here to worship God. We're here to give Him glory. We're here to give Him praise. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I, I don't even need to preach. All you need to do is worship better. <laughs> Some people, you know, well, if the, word, if the preaching was just better, I'm, I'm not sure. That's, no, I don't, and I've never, I don't know that anyone's ever said that to me. But if the preaching was just better, we'd see more. No, if the worship was better, and I'm not blaming the worship team, if the corporate worship, if we all came, if we all put our hearts fully committed, this is when it happens. Come on. David, it says that David danced before the Lord with all of his might. All of his might. He worshiped God with all of his might. Have you ever worshiped God with all of your might? Right? You know what happens when you do something with all of your might? You get hot and sweaty, right? With leaping and whirling and dancing, David worshiped the Lord. With leaping and whirling and dancing. I'm not there yet. I'm close. I'm close. I haven't gotten carried away, I promise. I'm still within the confines of what the Bible tells me that I can do in worship. <laughs> and you all are coming with me. Come on. You all are coming with me. Yeah. We got a little bit of Southern coming on me. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so, so, so excited. Uh, we have a, fa a family-friendly church, that's for sure. 
uh, and we're going to wrap up this Share Jesus um, sermon series today. I'm here to tell you, today's message is entitled, I'm here to tell you, you're ready now. Somebody say, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Everyone say, I'm ready, now. I'm ready now. You're ready now. And so we're going to talk a little bit about testimony today, but I want to let you know that I don't care if you've been saved for a minute or if you've been saved for a hundred years, you're ready now. You're ready now. Today is the day. Go and tell someone about Jesus. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't even wait till this afternoon. As soon as you go out of here, the first person you see, tell them about Jesus. It's really that simple. We're going to find out. Revelation uh, chapter 19, verse 10. I've read this before. We're going to read it again. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When we talk about what Jesus has done, we prophesy about what Jesus is going to do. So when I tell my salvation story, when I tell what Jesus did for me, when I tell about how Jesus saved me, I'm prophesying to the person who's hearing me what, they're go what God's going to do for them. And so get good at telling your, your testimony. Get really good at doing it. I want you to have three versions of your testimony. I want you to have one version of your testimony that's full. It's complete. You can take five to ten minutes to tell it. That's the full and long complete version. I want you to have a shorter version that's about two minutes long where you can tell it quickly. And then I want you to have a version that's less than a minute. So that if you're in the grocery line, you're not going to the five to 10 minute one. You ain't got that much time. You've actually got about 30 seconds. Tell your testimony in 30 seconds. I can tell my testimony in 30 seconds. You wanna hear it? I messed up my life, but God came and he saved me and he turned it around and he redeemed everything that I did wrong. It's really, really brief. I could get into a little bit more detail depending on who I'm talking to. But that's it. He redeemed everything I did wrong and he turned it all around. He saved me. He saved my life. He saved my life from destruction. This is the testimony. Uh, I'm going to call Fred up. Fred's got an awesome testimony of uh, sharing Jesus. So I want him to share that with you this morning. Things are just happening left and right. Yeah, come on. Oh, I don't think it's on. There we go. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Pastor Matt. So uh, a few weeks ago, I was uh, shooting hoops on my on my lunch hour from work, and uh, I know there's some young fellows out here that have been gunning for me. So I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to get some practice in, and so I've been sneaking over to the basketball court to uh, try to make my body do what it used to, without much success. Um, but off in the distance, I, I, I uh, saw someone who uh, you know, was just kind of there at the courts. Um, he was on a park bench on the other side of the, of the fence. And uh, I could see he was, looked like he was maybe facing some, some challenges and you know, things like that. And uh, he, he, I noted that as I was shooting, he, he began to watch me. And uh, I continued to shoot a little bit here and there. And, uh, he moved from a park bench to a picnic table, which was right on the other side of, of the fence. And so um, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll get maybe, maybe a crowd starting to gather, and maybe I'm better than I think I am. You know? <laughs> but anyway, and there was some, some people playing pickleball at the, at the tennis courts, too, a whole bunch of people down there as well. So he was just kind of taking it all in, but then he started to focus on me, and, and he started to, to clap and say, hey, nice shot, nice shot. And... Uh, you know, it kind of kind of puffs you up a little bit, you know. But I'm like, okay, what, what's going on here? You know, I don't usually don't usually have a crowd gather when I'm when I'm trying to <laughs> shoot, you know. And so, 
uh, he just, you know, he, he kept on, kept on focusing, you know. And so, uh, I just, you know, being, being the guy I am, I said, oh, you know, hey, thanks very much. You know, hey, how you doing? And, and so one of my shots actually uh, was so bad that it bounced over this 10-foot fence, if you can imagine that. Um, and so he, he jumped up to throw it back over the fence, which he did. And, uh, and I thanked him. And uh, he said, you're really good at basketball. I said, oh, I said, oh thank you. Um, but, you know, I'm just, just over here shooting. And so a little bit more, you know, maybe a couple minutes went by. And he said, do you think I could shoot with you? And so I said, yeah, you want to shoot? Come on in. You know, so he came around. And uh, I could see even his gait was off and stuff. Um, and so to my surprise, I thought we were just going to shoot. But right away, he gets in a defensive stance. You know, like we're going one on one. And I'm like, OK, Lord, you know, what's going on here? And so I shoot a shot, and it misses. and. He goes to chase the rebound, and poor guy, he was, he was off, you know, uh, his, his, like I said, his gait was off. He, he fell over on the ground, and I'm like kind of running toward there too, and uh, he lets out an explanative, and uh, all these uh, older people that are playing pickleball, pickleball are looking at me like I pushed him over, and, I, and I'm, I, cause I'm just standing over this guy, <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't me. I'm like, here, let me help you up. And so uh, he said, I'm just in so much pain. I'm drunk. I've been drinking all day. And uh, I, said, uh, I said, well, you know, that's, that's your choice. Because he said, I used to be really good at basketball. And I said, well, that's a choice that you made. And uh, I, just, I just said, as Pastor Matt kind of alluded to, I just said, you know, I made a choice a long time ago because God does give, give us a, a free will. I made a choice a long time ago to turn my heart to the Lord, and my life hasn't been the same ever since. And so we conversated a little bit more. He lasted about two minutes on the court, and he was winded, but he wasn't ready to walk away. He said, do you think you could come over and talk to me for a little while? And so I'm looking at my watch, and I'm like, it's getting to be the end of my lunch hour. But I just knew that I couldn't just leave it there. And maybe some of you have been in that situation before. And so I was just like, yeah, I said, I, I come over and talk with you. So we went over to that picnic table, and we sat down, and he knew about the Lord. He said, I know I'm into things I shouldn't be into, you know, relationships and drinking, and, you know, he, I was in prison for 15 years for stabbing somebody. I've been out for five, and, you know, he's just been through it, you know. And so uh, he was focused, so focused on all the things he knew he shouldn't be doing because he knew what the Bible said. And I basically said, let's not think about any of that negative stuff. What I want to focus on is the God that loves you. And that's really where I went with the conversation. And I said, that love is here for you today. If you want to say a little prayer with me. And man, I couldn't get those words out of my mouth fast enough. His hands were together and his head was on the table. He said, yes, I want that. <laughs> and so I said, well, let's pray. And so we said a little prayer and I let him know that, you know, that forgiveness, it's not just a one-time thing. You know, uh, those, those things that are in your life, I said, you, what you need to do is start to think more about how God loves you. Gave him some scriptures, some chapters, and just said, this is what you need to do, you know, to, to focus on. And the guy was obviously very drunk. And so I said, really, the first thing you need to do, I feel you should do, is you need to get home. And he was on a bicycle. I said, you need to get back to your place and sleep it off because right now your mind is not where it should be anyway. 
So that would be my advice to you right now. Go home and sleep it off. And then start, to, I said, do you have a Bible? He said, yes, I have one on my phone. And I have you know, a copy at home. And uh, I said, do you have access to programs that can, that can help you? And he knew all about that too, which he, which he did. And so I, I just suggested to him that really this was a first day step in a new life for him. And that uh, this, this is a new day for him. And that's really, it's, all, it's about God's love for him. And to not focus on, because that's what was just in his head, in his mind all the time. And that's what was causing really him to, to drink. And so I said, let's not focus on that stuff. Let's focus on the love of God. And so uh, we conversed a little bit more, and uh, it was beyond time for me to get back to work, and it was a, it was a good breaking point. But I came home and said to, said to my wife, what happened? You know, that I led someone to the Lord today, and this is how it happened. And she was like, I want to hear all about it. So ended Amen. up telling Pastor Matt and, and Stacy, and here we are today. So this is the God we serve. You know, he, he always has somebody or some situation there for us. I didn't have to look hard. I was just doing my own thing. It wasn't even like I was supposed to have, uh, Lord, give me a divine appointment. I wasn't praying for that. It's always there. Yeah. And so we just have to be obedient and available and, uh, and have that simple message of God's love. Amen. 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 Come on. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you. Amen. Amen. Fred would say uh, that he, he would say this himself, that he is not an evangelist. He would say that he's, although he's, he was comfortable speaking with this guy, he wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, he, he's, he's, a, um, he's a soul winner. I mean, he won a soul, but he wouldn't say that he would call himself a soul winner. And so this is just a great story where this is for everybody, guys. Fred was aware. He was aware of his surroundings. He was aware of the people that were within his realm. He knew that there was this guy over here on the bench. He knew that there was this old group of people playing pickleball over here. He was aware of his surroundings. Sometimes you're in situations you need to be aware of your surroundings. Sometimes we're in safer situations where we become unfamiliar with our surroundings. We're not as aware with our surroundings. We're in places that we're always in, and so we stop becoming aware of the people around us. And so as we're more aware of the people around us, God will begin to highlight different people to you. So always be aware of your surroundings. Number two, he was welcoming. When the, when the guy came over and wanted to play basketball with him, he could have said, no, man, I'm playing. Back up. But he was like, yeah, come on. We'll, you can shoot with me. Little did he know it was turned into a one-on-one. -on -one. Thirdly, he was available. His watch said, it's time to get back to work. And he said, no, I'm going to stay because this is a divine appointment. He recognized that God was in this. And he said, I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to continue this conversation and see what happens. He led him to the Lord. So praise God. The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices over, more over one sinner who repents than 99 people who do not need repentance. So heaven rejoiced that day as it does today for this man. So glory to God for what he's done. Amen? Amen. Amen. John chapter 4, we're just going to keep moving with my message here. John chapter 4, there was an awesome message preached here just a few weeks ago on John chapter 4. Somebody did a great job, great job. Uh, but we didn't get to this, this scripture, and so it was, it's the story of the woman at the well. And uh, when, when the disciples returned, says, In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you don't even know about. 
Jesus said, I have food to eat that you don't even know about. Therefore, his disciples said to one another, has someone brought him something to eat? And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. How many of you know that when you go a while without eating food, your, your hunger pains kind of go away? Any of you ever been on a 40-day fast where you're fasting food for 40 days, or even if you're fasting for seven days, after a day or two of not eating food, your hunger pains go away and, and your, your body stops telling you to eat. Has anybody ever experienced this? Am I alone here? No? Okay. Okay. So as this same thing happens in the physical realm, the same thing happens in the spiritual realm. If you stop eating the spiritual food that God's given you or that God has available for you, you will quickly lose your appetite. You quickly will not, you will quickly, you will quickly come to a point where you don't recognize, oh, this is the food that I want to eat. Jesus said, I have food to eat that you have no idea about. It wasn't natural food that he was talking about. It was spiritual food. And some, for some of us, the reason why we don't share the gospel is because we've never eaten the spiritual food before. And we don't have that spiritual appetite stirred up on the inside of us. And so we've just got to get out there. We've got to start talking to people about Jesus and leading them because there is spiritual food there. You don't know what you're missing if you haven't led someone to Christ. There is a, there is a food that comes into your spirit when you lead someone to Christ. Man, it's not like anything you've ever eaten before. I'm telling you that the word is good. Worship is good. Prayer is good. All of these different disciplines that we do, those are good things. But when you lead someone to the Lord, man, that's food that you haven't eaten. Oh, I'm telling you, go eat some. It's like ice cream, dude. It's like, the, it's like the cherry on the top. It's the best. It, it's a high, like, phew, come on. I have food to eat that you do not know about. My food is to do the will of my Father. He had just preached the gospel for the first time. I have food to eat. He's eating this spiritual food, and he's loving it. He's loving it. I want to read uh, the story in Mark chapter 5. This is the story of the demon-possessed man. And I want to read the whole story, and then we're going to make some comments about it. It says, chapter 5 says in verse 1, it says, Then Jesus came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadareans. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. And he had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him, and always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with, sto with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and he worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, the Son of the Most High? The Son of the Most High God. I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he had said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly that he would not send him out of, a country, out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding near the mountains. So all of the demons begged him and saying, send us out to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine, and there were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and were drowned in the sea. 
So those who fed the swine fled and told in the city and in the country all that had happened. And they went out to see that which had happened. Then they came to to Jesus and they saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And and those who saw it told told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed about the swine. Then they began to plead with him, with Jesus, to depart from their region. That's un- this is unusual. Verse 18. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decap- Decapolis, all that Jesus has done for him, and all marveled. There's a lot going on here in this portion of Scripture. But what I want you to see is we have this guy who is wildly demon-possessed. I mean, all of us in this room probably don't have as many demons as this one man had. Legion of demons. Jesus delivers him of these, and immediately he's set free. This is fantastic. People come out. This is unusual to me. They come out. They see this guy completely healed, completely in his right mind, and they're like, hey, listen, get out of here. Wait, what? What? He He just did something supernatural. Why would you ask him to go? But here's another very interesting part. It says, when he got into the boat, when Jesus got into the boat, the demon possessed man begged Jesus, please let me go with you. Please let me go with you. Let me tell you guys, if there was ever a story in the Bible of a person who needed five more minutes with Jesus, if there was ever a person in the Bible who needed a little bit more prayer, who needed a little bit more healing prayer, who needed another sozo session, needed another little delivery session, needed a little bit more, you know, knowledge of the word, needed a little bit more of something else, it's this guy. It's this guy. It's this guy. He needed something. I mean, he got a touch from Jesus. He got completely, totally, supernaturally delivered. If there was anybody that ever should have just hung around Jesus just a little bit more, it's this guy. None of us can qualify as, 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 to be as bad as this guy was, that he was chained and break the chains and demon-possessed and in the tombs and couldn't be around people. None of us qualify for that, but he did. At this moment, Jesus is leaving. He says, hey, I want to go with you. And Jesus says, No. He says, go tell everybody what God did for you. Why? Because he's ready now. If there was ever anybody that wasn't ready, it was this guy. If there was ever anybody that needed a little bit more Holy Ghost, it was this guy. If there was ever anybody that needed a little bit more scripture, it was this guy. If there was ever anybody that needed to understand how it worked just a little bit better, it was this guy. But Jesus says, no, you're ready now. You're ready now. You're ready now. Now you're ready. Go and tell everybody what God has done for you. Go and tell them what God has done for you. See, one of the problems that, one of the mistakes that we make in telling our testimony is we talk way too much about what the enemy's done in our life. Only talk, only talk about what the enemy's done into your life so far as that it brings glory to God that he delivered you from it. Amen? Yeah. Let me say that again. 
only talk about what the enemy has done in your life so far as it brings glory to God when you talk about how he's delivered you from it. Only t- <laughs> I know, I know. There's a lot here. It's, it's, it's complex, but it's so simple. But we need to get it. We need to understand it. And we need to change our story so that we're not glorifying the devil. I don't ever want to give the devil any glory. The only reason I talk about what happened in my life is that I can give God glory. The only reason I mention bad things that happened to me is so that I can say, hey, this is what God did. I may have gotten, my wife and I may have gotten pregnant before we got married, but God redeemed it. And now we have four wonderful kids who are all serving the Lord, all married, all serving the Lord. Come on, amen. This is what God does. He redeems things. It's what God does. You know, so many times we, we, we hear someone talking about the book of Revelation, or we're talking about the end times, and what are we talking about? We're talking about the Antichrist, we're talking about the mark of the beast, we're talking about what the enemy's going to do. I have news for you today. It's not the revelation of the Antichrist, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Go back and read the heading again. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. God didn't, Jesus didn't give John the words of revelation so that we could know what the enemy's going to do in the end times. He gave John the revelation so that we could know what God is going to do in the end times. We talk about the Antichrist and the mark of the beast. What about Jesus Christ and what about the mark of God? Right before before it talks about the mark of the beast, it talks about the mark of God. That will be marked with God. We don't ever talk about, we talk about it all the time. Churches don't ever talk about that. End time theologians don't talk about it much. What, What are you talking about? This is what we're talking about. You missed it. You missed the message. You got so caught up in what the enemy was doing, you forgot to give glory to God. Give glory to God. What great things has God done in your life? What great things has God transformed in your life? We talk about our, I'm, we're talking about our testimony today. We're talking about the fact that you're ready now. If there's ever been a man that wasn't ready, it was this guy. You're ready now. Tell what God has done. Tell what God has done. His, his message was probably pretty simple. You know, I was, I was tormented and, and demon-possessed for years and years. They bound me with chains and shackles, and I wandered about in the tombs, and I couldn't be near people. And in a moment of time, Jesus just simply spoke, and every single one of those demons left me, and I was completely clean. That's what happened. That's what God did for me. That's what God did for me. That's what God did for me. Go home and tell all your friends the great things that God has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And the the man departed and began to proclaim Decapolis and all that Jesus, all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Here we go. We jump ahead to the next chapter. And at the end of the next chapter, it says they cross back over the sea. They crossed over the sea. They get in the boat. They leave. They come back to a town called Gennesaret, which isn't very far from Gadareans, and they anchored there, and when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him. Who is this guy? You know what? This is the guy that that demon-possessed man's been talking about. You know what? This is the guy that we've been hearing about. That demon-possessed man, what did he do? He went through, he went through every, every fa- he found every friend, he found every family member, he found every person that would listen to him, say anything at all, and he told them all what God did. 
Jesus pulls up in the boat again, and immediately they see the boat coming, and I'm sure, if that's me, I see the boat coming, I'm like, I wonder if that's the guy. The boat pulls in, nope, it's not the guy. Another boat's pulling in, I don't recognize the boat. You know, we do this, we recognize cars and, and such, right? Well, back in the day, the, the mode of transportation is the boat, especially on the sea. They're sitting on the docks and they're watching the boats pull in, they're like, there's a boat that I don't know, is that him? They're waiting for him. The, the boat pulls in and they're like, there he is, there he is. Quick, go get somebody. Hey, you know that sick guy up the street? Go get him. He's coming. I'm telling you what, it's going to happen. When they had crossed over and came to the land of Gennesaret and anchored there, and when they had come out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him. And they ran throughout the whole surrounding region and began to carry out on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard that he was. <laughs> They're like, hey, this is the guy. Hey, this is the guy. This is the guy who did that for him. He did his job. He did what Jesus said. He went and he told all that God has done. Yeah. Guys, I'm, I know that you weren't delivered from 2,000 demons today. None of you were. Most of you have been Christians for a lot longer than, you know, five minutes. So you know what, you know what, you know what we can gather from this story? Is that you're ready now. You're ready now. If the man of the Gadareans was ready after being delivered for, from 2,000 demons after five to ten minutes, maybe it was an hour, you're ready now. You just sat in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You're ready now. You're ready now. You're ready now. Don't, don't let the enemy convince you that you don't know enough scriptures. You don't have to know the gospel any better. You know what you have to know? What did God do for you? Just know what God did for you. Do you know what God did for you? That's all he told. All he did was tell what God did for him. He didn't understand this. I don't know that he had an understanding of scriptures. He probably had some understanding of the Old Testament scriptures. I don't know that he understood what Jesus was really doing there. Because it doesn't say that Jesus explained it to him. All he knew was that Jesus healed me. Jesus shows up. Jesus heals everyone. They go and get every sick person they can find. They bring them out. They heal them. He heals them. Wherever he went, he entered into the, the villages, the cities, or the countries. They laid the sick in the marketplaces, and they begged him that, he, that they might just touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were made well. It's kind of funny. This story keeps rolling on. What's up with touching the hem of the garment? Had they heard the story of the woman of the issue of blood? Was it another story that they heard, or did they really know Isaiah well enough? Right? Because in Isaiah, it says... It says that when the Messiah comes, he'll have healings in his wings, which is the edges of his garment. It's the little tassels on the end of the garment. It, Isaiah says he'll have healing. When Messiah comes, he'll have healing in their wings. So either one of two things is possible. Either they heard the story of the woman with the issue of blood who said to herself, if I just press through the crowd and touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. That story, what could have gone out, could have gone out to this region. And then these people are saying, he, she, it worked for her. It's going to work for me. It worked for her, it's going to work for me. Or second option is that they read Isaiah and they knew Isaiah well enough that, hey, when Messiah comes, he's going to have healing in his wings. Just All you got to do is just touch the edge of his garment and you're going to be healed. Either way, he shows up. They know it's him. They had heard a story. Something happened and they just press and press and press. And so this, this is really all we're called to do. Just go and tell, just go and tell people what Jesus has done for you. We have an awesome opportunity coming up, this outreach, this community night. Get unsaved people here. Get people that don't know Jesus here. This, this is not, please hear my heart, 
This is not an event for you to invite your other church friends to. They're not allowed to come. I'm this close to saying, <laughs> I'm this close to saying you can't come unless you bring a guest. I'm this close to saying you can't come unless you bring someone unsaved. I'm this close. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but you need to think like that. Why? Because people are hungry and you have the food. You have Jesus. It's really what they need. They're sick and you have the cure. If your children were sick and you had medicine, would you give it to them? Yes, yes, we would. Every one of us would. There are people out there who are sick and we have the medicine. We have the cure. His name is Jesus. Will you share it with them? There's a lot of people that aren't going to be happy when you just start saying the name Jesus. That's okay. Jesus was rejected too. I'm not painting this picture that it's just going to be all pretty and roses, but I am saying that what they need, you have. You have it. You are fully in possession of it. You don't need to go and get more of it before you're ready to give it away. And here's the even better part, is that as soon as you start to give it away, God backfills. You can't give it away fast enough. It's impossible. I've tried. <laughs> it's not possible. He's got more than I do. And every time I give away a little bit, he gives me more. He usually gives me more than I gave away because that's the way that God moves. And so I just want to encourage you today. You're ready now. You don't need to know another scripture, although we need to know the scriptures. You don't need another moment in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You've had plenty. You don't need another worship set before you're ready to start sharing Jesus. You're ready now. Today is the day. Today, right now. Right now. Immediately. Right now. You're ready. So when you go out, the next person that you see, I'm not saying you have to speak to the absolute next person that you see, but you are ready to speak to the next person that you see. You're better off to be, and I say, don't necessarily, I say that all to say that you're better off to be led of the Holy Spirit than you, than you are to just be militant about it. Right? If I were to just walk out and be like, I'm preaching to the next person that I see, that's not going to work for a lot of people. But if you're led of the Holy Spirit and you say, God, give me spiritual eyes to see so that when I walk out and I see God put someone on my heart, God highlights someone as I'm pumping gas, as I'm getting coffee, as I'm ABC, and I just share something of the love of God. The simplest thing that I know to do to bring up sharing Jesus is to just simply say, hey, listen, can I tell you that God loves you? I'm telling you what that has opened more conversations for me than I can even shake a stick at. I've sown more seeds simply by saying, hey, I just want to tell you that God loves you. Hey, I just want to tell you that God loves you. Hey, can I just tell you that God loves you? Can I, can I just tell you that God loves you? It's just that easy. And I've had experiences where we've shared this with um, waitresses in restaurant, and at the moment that those three words leave, leave our mouths, God loves you. Tears, tears ensuing, conversations, prayer meetings right there at the edge of the table. Why? All because we opened up our mouths and told the truth that God loves you. People are so, so hungry. They believe so many lies about God. And we don't have to have all the answers. If you get into a conversation and you don't know the answer, I have a solution. 
hey, come to church with me on Sunday. Pastor will be happy to answer your questions. You bring an unsaved person up here to the front and you tell me that they have questions, they're my first priority. All of you guys can wait, sorry. Not sorry. And then if you bring two, I'll take one, Pastor Steve will take the other. And then we'll employ Fred and Elizabeth and Pastor Stacy and Ron and Lori and I mean, come on, we got, I've got a dozen people in here that can explain scripture, that can answer questions. So don't worry about the questions. Here's where the answers lie. And I'm not saying me. They're here, and there's a whole bunch of people that know it, and we'll put, there's a team ready. We're getting ready. God's getting the team ready. And you're ready now. You're part of the team, and you're ready now. And so I just want to encourage you today. I want to, I want to pray for you all that even as we conclude this series today, I want you to go out with faith. I want you to go out with understanding. I want you to go out with the knowledge that you're ready now. You're ready to help others now. It's really what it's all about. This isn't about, hey, learn, learn to preach the gospel so you can put notches on your belt and you can tally up and you can say, hey, it's been this many and that many and whatever. No, it's about helping those who ha- need help. And we help them by bringing them Jesus. And I'm here to tell you today, I'm going to repeat it until we're blue in the face. You're ready now. When you wake up at night tonight, I'm going to, I want you to think, I want you to hear me saying, you can hear me saying in in the inside of your head, you're ready now, you're ready now, you're ready now, you're ready now, I'm ready now, I'm ready now, I'm ready now, I'm ready now. When you see someone and and the fear comes, just know, I'm ready now. Tell the devil to shut up because he's a liar, I'm I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm here to say you're ready now. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to invite you to do that. Um, we're talking about sharing Jesus. I'll share Jesus real quick. Jesus forgives me of my sins. He comes inside my life. He helps me to live for him. And as I live for him, he renews and he redeems and he restores everything that I've, I've messed up. And as I continue to live for him, he just continues to redeem and restore and make my life whole. That's what Jesus did for me. That's what Jesus can do for all of you. If you're here today and you've never made a decision to follow Christ, I want to invite you to do that for the first time. It's as simple as saying a prayer, but the prayer isn't any magic thing. There's there's not even a salvation prayer in the Bible. The, The prayer is simply just a way of introducing you to Jesus. And so the prayer... Uh... The prayer that we're going to pray today just is, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come and live inside my heart. Help me to live for you all of the days of my life. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried on the third day. You rose again. And seated at the right hand of God. You saved me from my sins. You heal me from my sicknesses. And you deliver me from oppression. Amen. 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 If you prayed that prayer today, I'm just going to ask you to check on your engaged card. I follow, today I follow Jesus as my Lord and Savior for the first time. Uh, we want to rejoice with you. The Bible says that there is more rejoicing in heaven over one person who makes the decision to follow Jesus than over 99 people that have already been following him. So if that's you today, check that card. I'm going to send you some information that better explains the decision and what your next steps are. Your first step is to find a great church. If you love it here, we'd love to have you here. If, yeah, if, you want, if you don't live near here and you need another church, we'd love to help plug you into a church that's near you. So uh, fill out that card. We'll be in touch. Amen.
Amen. Come on. You guys are doing awesome. I love, love, love what God is doing here at Redeeming Love. And uh, next week, we're going to have a new sermon series. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be fantastic. Brian, come on up and receive the offering. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Good stuff. All right. Well, there are multiple ways to uh, give here at Redeeming Love. There's a card card in your chair backs, and there are slides on the screen to describe all that. Um, so since this is uh, the sermon was about testimony, I figured uh, well, I'll just give briefly uh, a quick testimony um, as far as my journey as a Christian with tithes and offerings, right? Um, so when I was first a Christian, um, it was uh, you know it was a wonderful experience. Uh, many things that happened, but as far as tithes and offerings, I won't get into a long thing. Um, it was uh, it was a weird concept <laughs> to uh, to hear about, right? Uh, I got plugged into a church right away. Um, they spoke about that, and I'm just like, okay, you know, I, I growing up, I would see, you know, I was like the, the holiday thing where we would only go to church on holidays, and we you get the dollar in, right? You know, and that was how I grew up. Um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll put my couple dollars in, um, but uh, but that's not that that was that that was not my trust wasn't in the Lord, right at that point. Right. Um, and uh, as I heard more and more about that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this. Right. I'm just going to try putting this in. Right. Find out how much I how much I uh, I made and then put my tithe in. And I tell you, <laughs> that has been an amazing experience ever since then, because my finances has been incredible. There was one time, I think, within that first year, I decided Ah, you know what? I'm not going to do it that week. Oh my gosh! Everything blew up financially for that week. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not doing that again, <laughs> because I, you know, and that's just that. That was just my journey, right? Um, and since we've been married, uh, we haven't had any financial issues. You know, as, that has not gotten into our marriage at all. Um, and that's just part of part of who God is. When you, when you truly trust in Him, right? with your tithes and your offerings and all that you do, because, you know, I've heard said that um, where you, what you do, right, and where you put your money in, what you spend your time in and where you put your money in, that's really what you believe in. You could say what you believe in, but where are you spending your time and what are you putting your money in, right? Um, so, so I just want to encourage you today that, um, you know, if you're already on that journey, many of you are, you know, and that's great. Keep it up. Um, but uh, if you're not on that journey yet, um, just I would just encourage you to give it a try, right? Talk to Jesus about it, you know, and just say, Jesus, I really, you know, um, if you're feeling the tug, and I really want to work on this because I, I want to trust you completely, 100%. I want my heart to be to you, right? I don't want any piece of it. I don't want any piece of it to be to something else. I want it to be all to you, Father. Um, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everybody here. Um, th this is a house of uh, many, many uh, great givers. And um, we just thank you so much for, for everybody who's here. And we just uh, pray over these tithes and offerings that, that are coming about um, that uh, just change our heart, Father. If there's anything in our heart that needs changing when it comes to this area, any kind of breakthrough that we need, any kind of uh, abundance mentality that we don't really quite understand, you know, I just encourage everyone here, and uh, we just pray that uh, if there's anyone here that uh, is not uh, entering in that, that's not living that, that uh, they just, uh, you know, take that first step. 
and really be on that full journey um, with trusting you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. So if anyone uh, needs uh, additional prayer, uh, their prayer and healing team will be underneath the screens. And um, that's it. We'll see you next week.